Are you thinking that you need to be a master before you can teach others how to do something in your business? Do you think you've got to have it all together for God to be able to use you in your business? Think again. Today, we're going to talk about why you don't have to fix yourself or be perfect before God can work through you with your business. Hey, mama, do you find yourself wishing you knew you were on the right path with your business or wanting to know how to do it all as a work at home mom and entrepreneur? If you struggle with imposter syndrome, mom guilt, or fear of failure, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Alexia, a Christian mindset coach passionate about teaching moms how to renew their minds to find success both in business and motherhood. You can overcome the negative thoughts holding you back from fully stepping into your calling. I know what it's like to worry your business will never work, to feel mom guilt every time you work on your business. To realize your mindset is hindering you, but not knowing how to change it in a Christ-centered way. I created the Mom with a Calling podcast to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's Word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from negative, paralyzing thoughts and gain clarity and confidence to go where God is leading you. As you step out of the old way of thinking and into God's way, you'll find more peace, joy, and purpose. Pop in those earbuds and get ready to let God work in you so He can work through you. Hey there, and welcome back to the Mama with a Calling podcast. This is Alexia. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Before we get into today's episode, I want to ask, have you joined me inside of our free Facebook community yet? If you haven't, I'd love to invite you to come and check it out. I created this community to teach you how to use the powerful combination of God's word and proven mindset strategies to help you break free from the negative paralyzing thoughts that are keeping you stuck and gain clarity and stuff. The same stuff we talk about here on the podcast. And I created the group because I wanted to create community to give you a place for community, support, encouragement, biblical mindset solutions, all the things that will help set you free from doubt, mom guilt, and all those negative thoughts keeping you stuck in in community, right, with other women who are going through similar things and who get it. There's not judgment. There's just support and encouragement inside the group. So if you're ready to finally find a godly perspective on mindset, motivation and business, one that uses proven mindset strategies in combination with faith, and join other women who are doing similar things and on a similar path, then this is the group for you. And I want to invite you to come join us. Go to mamawithacalling.com slash community. And you can try to look us up on Facebook, but it's it's called the Faith Filled Business Mamas. So it's a little bit different. I'll put the link below, but I would love to see you in there. Okay, so today I want to talk about something that came up during a Bible study this week that I was doing. And, and really, it's something that I've dealt with for sure. And that's probably why it stood out to me. And I've definitely seen it in clients and in other entrepreneurs. And it's sort of, we, we, we say it a little bit different, but I wanted to point it out. And that's this belief that you need to be perfect in order for God to really be able to use you. And therefore, this creates this ongoing effort to fix what's wrong with you. And we can sometimes mask this by saying we're doing self-improvement or professional development, personal development. And it can be a bit of a gray area because we do need to improve and seek to be more Christ-like in all that we do. And part of that is the mindset work, like I talk about here on the podcast, where we learn to recognize these negative thoughts, keeping us from fully walking in obedience 
to doing what God has called us to do. But this doesn't mean that something's wrong with you or that God can't or won't use you unless you fix yourself, right? That becomes this sort of, you're trying to earn God's favor and earn his approval. And goodness, I should have grabbed the verse, but Paul talks about how we don't get to choose that God can choose that some, you know, vases and things are made for lesser use and some are made for different ones. And we don't get to decide. We are simply um, at like willing to do whatever he asks us to do. And I'll put the reference for that in the show notes if I can um, remember to do that. But that just kind of came to me as I was saying that. And I, I think that that when we try to operate from this place of fixing ourselves to basically say, hey, God, am I good enough for you to use me? Have I earned a right to be used to do something big? Because I think everybody listening to this podcast, or most people at least, if you're listening to this, you you feel called to do something. And like most of the women I talk to, they have you have big things on your heart, big things you want to accomplish not just to say, oh, I accomplished this goal, but I mean, like you want to help people in a big way. You are burdened for somebody, some group of people, you want to help moms in something or, you know, whatever your audience is. And it's not just, I want to have a business and make money. There is a deeper calling and passion and drive behind it. And you maybe if it's not working yet, or maybe you haven't even started yet, or you have these thoughts, where it's like, maybe God's not going to allow me to be successful until I have like earned the right to be used. So I just wanted to talk about this topic, because there's a difference between the spirit leading you gently toward change and you feeling drawn to learn more about how to think differently and learn more about what the Bible says and then put that into practice as you learn more and more and believe it and incorporate it and all of that, all that kind of mindset, biblical mindset work. There's a difference between that and feeling this overwhelming shame about who you are who you're not, what you're lacking, how you need to get it together, that you need to make yourself worthy for God to use. So I want to talk about what scripture actually says about this and how it can give you some freedom in this area if you're struggling with these thoughts. So like I said, this week I was sitting in a Bible study, which is more like an Old Testament survey type thing, and I couldn't help but notice how God uses people that are not perfect at all. I mean, and we know, right, that people aren't perfect. But I still think that when we think about the Bible, we think that these big characters, David, Moses, Paul, you know, that they're that they were so amazing. And we've almost like, in our minds, they were perfect, because they did these amazing things. But that is not true. In fact, far from it, in so many cases, the Old Testament is full of examples. And it just strikes me, which was a clue to myself that I must be thinking this was probably a couple years in the making. As as I read scripture, as I read the Old Testament in particular, I kept noticing, I was like, look at all this bad stuff they did. Oh, my goodness. And then I was like, but God used them anyway. And I, I when I realized that I couldn't comprehend that realization, I was like, okay, something's here. And I did all the mindset work and realized that I was operating from that place of thinking that I needed to earn 
God's favor and that he would then choose me that if I acted accordingly, then I would be used only. And it wasn't until I um, was willing to see and the Holy Spirit revealed to me, you know, through reading scripture that this is not the case, that in fact, God uses people that often are, like I said, far from perfect. So in this Bible study, we only got into Exodus, like even part, just a little bit into Exodus. And already there are so many people that have so many faults. And these are like big things, not like little tiny, like, oh, they did like a white lie or something. These are like big things. So a few examples that stood out to me were Jacob. So Jacob literally stole the birthright and blessing of his brother, those aren't good, only to then wrestle with God and then have his name changed to Israel, right? Then God's people would be called the Israelites. And I just think there are multiple times when he was deceptive and things. And it's like to think that that, like if you if you equated actions with being worthy of God using you, then you would think he's disqualified. Look at what he did kind of a thing. But no. God would work through him to like call them the Israelites. Like that just blows my mind. Or Judah, Judah headed up the attempted murder and selling of his brother Joseph. And he did a bunch of other stuff yet. I mean, cause I think there's another part where it's like he, um, like his son-in-law, he like ended up sleeping with his son-in-law, like, or his son, sorry, his son, his daughter-in-law, he had passed away and he had promised to like marry, get the the daughter-in-law, another husband. And he didn't. And then like, she like acted like she was a prostitute and he slept with her. And I'm like, oh my goodness, all this drama. But anyway, Judah did all these things, yet Jesus is from the tribe of Judah. And I mean, I just think it's just... These are just two examples, but I also think of, and again, I haven't, we haven't gotten all the way through, but there's another example of Samson, like Samson's story. He does all sorts. He's full of rage, full of lust, full of like just anger and craziness. And I'm like, but God worked through him and used him. So these are just a couple of examples and there are so many other stories, but what spoke to me about these stories is that God did not need them to be perfect to accomplish his purposes. And in fact, God seems to invite our imperfection into his plan. When God calls and uses the most unlikely, the most unqualified, it just shows how amazing God is, how much he loves us anyway. He cares about our heart and our desires to please him and our willingness to believe in him more than our ability to actually do it perfectly or our ability to do any of it in the first place. In fact, it's when he uses the most unlikely that it's so obvious to everyone around us that God is working through us, right? Like when he chooses us to do something, and I've said this before on the podcast, but it is obvious to anybody that knows me that me talking on a podcast is totally something I would do because I talk a lot. Me being able to understand scripture and see applications and make connections and all this stuff. That is not something that I even like naturally I've always struggled with doing that with just literature and different things. So when I am seeing that as something that God's calling me to do and giving me this gift, 
I'm like, that is not me. That is so it's so cool to see when God, because when you're doing something, when God is calling you to do something that you really don't feel qualified to do, but you do it anyway, or you have this supernatural like gifting in something that you're like, I have never been great at speaking, but here I am speaking or writing or whatever it is. You know that God's working through you. And that is such an amazing, I mean, that like that, that experience of God is such an amazing thing to experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you are lacking confidence that you can do this whole online business thing, if you're thinking that you have nothing to offer, that no one will care about what you're talking about, or that you don't know anything about online business, so how in the world are you going to do this? I want to share some words of encouragement that are based on biblical truths like we saw earlier. So Number one, you don't have to be perfect at what you do. Be a master of it, know all the things and never mess up. So if God was looking for perfect people, then we wouldn't see him working through any of the people that he did in the Bible. And they aren't just good after he speaks to them. It's not like they were like really bad, you know, before he kind of spoke to them and led them to do something. And then afterwards, they're so amazing. It's they still mess up. They still do things like that. And guess what? God doesn't stop using them. I did an episode around this topic of having something that we're called to do, something that you're equipped to do, but but it feels like maybe it's like a bad thing. That was episode 52. But in that episode, I talked about how we could have things that have happened in our lives that we maybe had a bad experience with, and it led to bad things or things that maybe we sinned in some way. Um, but really, that still was part of God's calling for us and part of the purpose. It's just it got misused. So, you know, a lot of times we're equipped with something, but only partially. There will still be this reliance on God needed to fully do whatever he's asking you to do. So you aren't even expected to do it on your own or in your own power, because if you could, then you would and you'd leave God out of it, honestly, right? If we could just do it all ourselves, not even intentionally, we would just without realizing it, at least I would probably do this. I would just run off, you know, like, I've got it. I've got it under control. I don't need to be praying for God to lead and guide me. I don't need to pray for God to give me the words to say, you know, I don't need to pray for ideas because I've got this under control. That's what the enemy wants us to do is to think both sides of that. He wants you to think that if you're perfect at what you do and that you're a master, that you know all the things that you are going to rely on yourself but he also uses the flip side of that, like, you know, whatever he can do to get us out of God's God's well, out of us relying on God. He, you know, will also have us thinking that you have to be perfect. You have to master it. You have to do this so that you won't even try or you'll keep trying to perfect it and earn it and never actually do what you need to do. And like I said, messing up, thinking we don't ever need to mess up is not God knows that we're going to mess up. <laughs> like, I just think about Leviticus. People kind of give Leviticus a, a bad, I don't know, they th- like, think it's terrible. But I think Leviticus is, I mean, it's not fun to read through all the laws. But what I love about Leviticus is what it represents, which is how much God loves us because, well, I mean, he, he loved the, the Israelites because he gave them all of these rules. But it's not just a bunch of rules just to have rules. All of these things are put in place so that they can compensate, they can atone 
for the sin they're going to commit. I mean, there's like list, like all these things of ways that they can basically atone for the sin they've committed. A lot of times it's accidental. It's like all of these situations that God thought of, and it's like, he's not expecting them to be perfect or he wouldn't have given them the law. So anyway, I just think that we have to remember that. So that's number one. Number two is you aren't expected to do everything in the perfect order and never mess up. And I keep saying that because I think that we really think that we have to have it all together. And that's not true. So the first one was messing up as far as your behavior. This is messing up or, you know, not messing up in terms of getting it right, doing it in the right timing and in the right order of events. So all throughout scripture, you can see how God incorporates the decisions and actions of the people that he's called into accomplishing whatever the goals are. They're not just puppets, right? And I mean, yes, they're very obedient. They're seeking God, but there's also parts of it where you'll see this like in Moses, he'll, his personality comes out in what he's doing when he's talking to God, when he's interceding, asking God to spare the lives of the Israelites. Those are, that's, that's Moses's personality coming through. So, um, you know, we can't mess up God's plan. And if we do something that's limited by our own human thinking, like we just, you know, I don't know, we make a a decision that maybe leads us down a weird rabbit trail. It doesn't mean that the whole operation is off that God's like, nope, can't can't use them. They mess up the whole plan. God doesn't just abandon the whole operation. He knows what you're going to do. And that's already incorporated into the plan, because he will accomplish what he wants to accomplish. His purposes will, or his like plan will come to pass. Like what he wants to happen is going to happen. Ultimately, the end point, but the how, all the little steps in between, we're involved in that process. And I believe that God allows us to make decisions along the way, free will, right? And it, it leads to the very place that he's, he already knows we're going to, it's, that gets kind of meta, but you know, like he's, it's gonna, we can't, I guess the main point is you can't mess up God's plan. You don't have to know everything and be perfect at it before, like know the plan before you get started and never mess it up. And number three, God knows your heart. He simply wants you to be willing to follow him every step of the way. Even if you have no idea what you're doing, what's next or where in the world all of this is going. If you like over and over, you see in scripture that when somebody sins in some way, like when um, Abraham and the whole Egypt thing, you know, with Sarah and when when Abraham messes up, he goes back to God. And, you know, we see this also in scripture when David messes up, he goes to God when um, different people do things that are wrong, their heart, like they're human, they're going to mess up, but they go back to God. And that's what he cares about the most, their heart, their heart is willing, they're um, repentant, they are coming to him, they're always seeking him, always wanting to follow what he's calling them to do. That's what God cares about more than anything. So if that's you, then it's not a lost cause. It, it, I just want you to know that was like my burden with when I listened to this or no, not listen to this when I was in Bible study and I felt this kind of this thought come across me. I was like, I've got to say something about this because I think that so many women, myself included, have gotten to a place where we th- we operate that way. We think that we have messed it up, that we've got to almost like 
almost like a workspace kind of faith, but it's not our salvation, but it's not salvation. It's like in our business. And I think it's subtle. I don't think we recognize it because in our culture, it's accepted, right? To do your best. I mean, we should do our best, but like to work harder, to earn the right, to earn the promotion, that kind of stuff. And I think we bring that into our businesses thinking if I you know, do things in a right in the right way. And I do things well enough, God will promote me, he will allow me to do bigger things. And there's a whole bunch there. But just I wanted to speak about the heart. And how really it's about honoring, pleasing, following God, and believing that he is good, that he loves you, that he knows that you want to serve and please him, and that he will continue to work to allow you to do this, that it's not going to just be taken out from under you because you messed up. So as you go into your week, I want you to simply say yes to what he's leading you to do. Take action, imperfect action, knowing that God can and will still use what you're doing, regardless of how much you know, what you're capable of, the mess ups you have, the sins you've committed, all of that. Okay, so again, I want to invite you to come and join us inside of the free community over on Facebook where you'll join other like-minded moms on the same journey. When you're feeling discouraged like this, or you need motivation, encouragement, etc., you can post in there and you'll get it. Um, I respond in there. Other women are going to respond. You can ask for feedback, help, input, advice, etc. So I'd love for you to join us. Go to momwithacalling.com slash community. And I hope to see you in there. I hope that this episode really encourages you helps you to see things from a biblical perspective um, so that you can confidently and boldly pursue your calling. All right, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.